The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. And then in your group of four, have a discussion about the benefits of renunciation. Now, um, the emphasis is the benefits. Now, you might, as you talk, come up with some of the problems of renunciation, but that's not really the topic. The topic is the benefits. And as I, as I wonder what I want to say, this is a very important uh, point that I have about in general. It, for some people, it can be very easy to notice what you don't like about something like some kind of teaching. Oh, I don't have reservations, I have reservations about that. That doesn't make, you know, that doesn't seem like a good teaching, whatever. And maybe it's your wisdom that can see that. Maybe you're right. However, for your benefit, it might be more interesting to not focus on what you don't like about the teaching, but consider actively, um, uh, in what situations would this be beneficial to me? So maybe you hate the idea of renunciation. You don't trust it, you think it's wrong. And, um, but then, but so, but then think, what situations would it be useful for me to renounce? To really give up something? And um, so, because then you just explore the beneficial aspects of it. Chances are, if you only focus on your reservations, you're not going to benefit so much, as much. Does that make some sense? So, groups of four, and, um, what, what, and have a discussion. What are the benefits of renunciation? And, um, and, um, and each peop- everyone in each group, be a little bit sensitive that um, you don't talk a lot more than everybody else. Kind of try to have it more kind of share the conversation. So thank you. And I'll ring a bell when it's time to end. <laughs> Seems like you guys had a lot to let go of. <laughs> and um, it seems pretty lively, the conversation. So um, Inez and I, you know, weren't part of that. So it'd be nice to hear a little bit, just some little report or some little, um, something that came up for you or some, especially it's interesting if you discovered something new in the process of this. Aha, oh, that's interesting. I never thought of that. So what was that like for you to do? Someone can share, it'd be nice. Is it on? Good. Um, I, uh, I really enjoyed seeing how I started out with what I was presenting, and then with the help of my group, I came to... Uh, I think a more handleable way of dealing with it. Um, I started out saying I'd like to just give up caring what other people think of me. (laughs) And and that um, seems like a a big thing to to ask, kind of. Um, So, but, but now the way I'm thinking of it is, uh, to be aware of how I'm formulating a story about what somebody thinks of me and uh, 
to be willing to let go of that story. And it just seems more uh, uh, doable. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Well, something that came up in our group, which was useful to me, was um, the short-term result of what you're doing versus the long-term result. And I realized that I usually think only of the short-term, and I'm kind of compelled to do whatever it is uh, in terms of speech or behavior um, that, I, that gives me a short-term gain but does not give me a long-term gain. Great. Thank you. So maybe over here. Um, I think what came up um, for me and for our group, a little bit speak for you, speaking for myself, was um, when one does renunciation, that there's a kind of internal commitment that happens. It seems to happen, so that when you reach, when you're offered, like say giving up wine, for example that in giving that up, it's almost like you don't make the choice every time. It's almost like that's it, that's the way it is. And it was kind of pointed out in our group that other people see that. So instead of saying, well, have some more, have some more, they say, well, what will you have instead? So it's almost like it kind of, the certainty emanates out uh-huh. as well as in. And you get supported then. You get affirmed. It's affirmed, uh-huh. Nice. Beautiful. Thank you. So in the back, Sally. Um, I had some very strong emotions in our talk because we started talking about our adult children and and our relationships with them and how we where we can fit renunciation into this process where it may be useful and. Uh, when I visit my oldest son, I have a lot of aversion because there's loud TV, car racing, uh, uh, you know, room-wide television screen that sort of dominates and sometimes violent movies and things that I have a lot of aversion to. And I, I find that sometimes I just lapse into, you know, just being in that culture, not just simply losing myself, I guess. And so, and I think... I've, I know that if I can excuse myself from time to time and go outside of the room and s- sit for a moment, just come back to myself, that that's a, one way I can approach it. But I tend not to do that. And what I discovered is that I think what gets in the way is I'm really feeling guilty that I'm the mom and I'm not supposed to feel all this aversion around my son. <laughs> so... I don't mean to speak for our group, but I will. Um, I I think all of four of us pretty wholeheartedly endorsed this idea of renunciation. None of us were uh, skeptical or critical or negative, as you said earlier. Just wait until I tell you what you need to renounce. Ha, 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 ha.
Well, I, I think that we talked to trying to hook the renunciation up to the compassion and that whatever it is we choose to renounce to make it truly compassionate for ourselves and others is not to get our ego into the renunciation. Otherwise, whatever it is you gave up, then you start to build around that. So, so. yeah, look how good, look how great I am. I've renounced myself. Um, you know, one of the things that um, uh, that the Buddhist said is that um, you know we give up uh, a lesser happiness. A wise person gives up a lesser happiness for greater happiness. And so, when we give up something in renunciation, uh, it's inherent. It's always for something better. And who wouldn't do that? So. Um, you know, and one, one example, you know, there was a woman who, um, she was living in a, uh, you know, really big house, a four-bedroom house and two stories, and um, she was spending, uh, you know, so much of her life, you know, uh, maintaining the house. You know, her kids are grown, dusting everything, cleaning, and she was pretty miserable, you know, and um, uh, she ran into a, a teacher, you know, a peace pilgrim. Um, and uh, the, you know, she, she, Peace Pilgrim asked her, you know, what, well, what do you like to do? You know, what makes you feel good? What makes you feel happy? And she said, Oh, I love to swim, and I, you know, I like to sing. And uh, she, you know, uh, you know, recommended she sell the house. You know, she, she, you know, which was like a huge renunciation, letting go of this, you know, this place she lived in all her life. Uh, but she let go of it, and she ended up with this beautiful life that she just loved, where she did all the things she she had all the time to do, what she needed to do, what she wanted to do. You know, swimming. She joined a choir and had a, and just became a much much happier person. So, good. Thank you. So let's take a uh, forty-five minute uh, break. No, 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 not forty-five. No. <laughs> It's, it's good to let go. It's good to be relaxed. There's lots of time. <laughs> Let's take a 15-minute break. So we'll start here at uh, 11.10.